hello, hello, and welcome back to the Statline Podcast. I am Jordan, your host, and we are into the Eastern Conference Finals. We are only two days away, that's right, two days away until we have NBA action. So we have two more episodes left of the Eastern Conference and then our season predictions before we really get into the NBA season. It is super exciting. Before that reminder, if you have any questions on today's episode, past episodes, or just NBA things that are happening you want answered on the podcast, please hit me up at statline.podcast at gmail.com and I'll answer your questions on the show. That's right, on the show. Anyway, let's jump into the Southeast Division. Southeast Division is a fairly loaded one. Let's look at the Atlanta Hawks off-season moves. They had the a couple of picks. They had two picks. They pick up Jalen Johnson with the 20th pick in the last draft. They're 6'9 forward, averaged 11 points, 6 rebounds, a couple of assists, a couple of steal, and almost two blocks, shooting the ball well as well. Looks like a very promising player. I The Hawks fans have got to be happy they were able to pick him up at the 20th pick. They also picked up Sharif Cooper. With the 48th pick, they've signed him to a two-way, so just more of a development role there. They then hit the free agency market, signing Georgie Jang. One-year, $4 million center. He's been around the league for a while now. Very consistent backup big. Good to add some athleticism there as well. So Capella plays similarly, really, uh, Georgie Jang. So he's going to fit that backup spot quite nicely. They signed Timothy Lawal Cabron for one year, $1.9 million deal. Good defensive rotational piece uh, when needed. You don't want to be calling on him every day, but he'll do his job. Jahil Okafor, being around the league, multiple teams, hasn't worked out, was a high draft pick a few years ago. One year, $2 million deal. Again, just back up if needed. They also signed, uh, sorry, traded uh, Delon for Delon Wright. Uh, now, this was a great, great trade. I'm going to touch on it a little bit later. But all they had to give up was Corey Joseph and a second, two second rounders. Really good deal. They then re-signed or extended, I should say, Click Capella. Two-year, $46 million deal. They showed a lot of faith in Clipper Capella with this deal. Two years I like because you're not, you're not re- like it's not your long-term future, but it is also telling him, hey, we want you to be here at $23 million a year. The other big two extensions, they had a, a number of extensions, two massive ones. John Collins, five years, $25 million deal. I like that deal. I think that's good. John Collins showed that he's happy to play his role, but he also puts up his stats. He's energy. He's the young guy you want next to Trey Young, which is good to see him get paid. And then, obviously, the massive extension of Trey Young, five years, 170 mil, max extension for him. I understand. He showed a lot. Yes, he's young, but... His leadership in last, especially last season, coming off a uh, conference finals appearance, he showed a lot of leadership there and was was cold blooded. Sweet Lou, one year, five mil, so re signs with them. They keep him as a part of their rotational uh, piece. 
Obviously, we know what Sweet Lou does. He's a scorer. He comes off the bench. He does his role. Solomon Hill going back on a one-year $2.4 million deal. Shalik Mars on a two-year $2 million. So that's just a fringe bench 15th role man. And AJ Lawson, one-year $1 mil. That's non-guaranteed, so we'll see what happens there. Notable losses. Actually, not many. The Hawks have made some really good moves and haven't really lost anyone. They lose Chris Dunn, didn't really work out, and Tony Snell, who shooting efficiency was the greatest of all time. That's right. <laughs> Last season, but really didn't play heaps of minutes. So a little loss there, but they've definitely replaced him, his value with a lot of moves they've made. Areas of concern headed into the season. How do they go coming off a conference finals? 82 games. Do they keep it up? How do their bench role players go? So, Herder, Hunter, Herder might be in the starting lineup, but Hunter is a, another young player that they are hoping to develop. They've had really good success with Trey Young and John Collins, and Hunter and Herder have showed glimpses, but have been a little injured, hasn't really worked out. So, like, they need those young players that are there in their rotation, in their bench or slash starting starting level guys. They need those guys to take another step because John Collins and Trey Young are there. Yeah, you know you're going to get them. Click, click Capella, you know what you're going to get from him. But they've got a bunch of young guys that have shown a lot. We just need to see them take another big step. The small forward depth as well is that area where you have some young fellas that they need to just step up. So it's not it's just like how do they go cuz they need to develop while the Hawks are still good. So it's not like they're in a rebuild situation where they can take 2 years. No, Atlanta need them to be good now. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go with that. Moving into areas of excitement, because there's plenty more. They, they are young. They are exciting. Trey Young is cold-blooded. He wants to rouse up the crowd. He wants to be pointing at the crowd after he hits a deep three. He wants to shush the crowd. He, John Collins wants to post, a peop, post people up. He wants to put people on posters. He wants to also be that guy next to Trey Young. Click, Click Capella's found a really nice spot there. Like, they... They are exciting. They're just coming off an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. Nate McMillan, they re-signed. He had them just, just going smoothly. Nate McMillan, really exciting coach for them. It just seems like they all have 100% bought in. They love him. They want him there, and they're playing for him. So this team is exciting. I will also say the DeLon Wright trade was the... Nicest little trade. DeLon Wright could be the best backup point guard in the league. And they gave up nothing. Literally nothing. It was a steal. He comes in and can back up Trey Young, but also probably play a little bit next to Trey Young. And is... Oh, it just... It means Trey Young doesn't have to handle the ball as much if they play together. You know, like, it's just a really nice fit. And I love, love what they did with that. Steal. I'm... I'm telling you right now, people will be looking back and going, man, good deal. Season predictions. Last year, the Hawks came in at 41 wins and 31 losses. That's right. They did all right. This year, they come in at 
What position? Sixth. So move down one position, but you have to take in consideration the Bulls. The Bulls are the team that I put them just in uh, just in front of them. And the Bulls finished last season. Uh, the predictions is 44 wins. I have the Atlanta Hawks coming in at 44 wins and 39 losses. So just behind, I think there's going to be a nice little fight there with the Bulls and the Hawks. That is second for this division. So Miami Heat, moving on. Miami Heat had a very, very active, active, active offseason. So, let's go through it. Kyle Lowry. They bring in Kyle Lowry, the vet out of Toronto. He's been a gun for many years now. Three years, 90 mil. Bit of an overpay. But, I, again, Heat going all in. Like the, the Bulls, uh, these two Eastern Conference teams are just going all in. So, Kyle Lowry, three years, 90 mil. Fair enough. You just you signed a really good point guard. PJ Tucker, two years, 15 mil. We saw what PJ did at Milwaukee. I spoke about the impact he had on that team and the fact that they're going to miss him. So I really think that PJ brings a lot of grit to this already gritty Miami Heat team. Marif, um, <laughs> Morris. Markeith Morris, always struggle with that one. Markeith Morris on a one-year, $2.6 million minimum deal. That's good. Another grit guy, another guy that can put up 15 points, seven rebounds. You know, really good rotational piece. Caleb Martin from uh, Charlotte Hornets, one-year, $1.5 million. Again, just more depth. Don't want to be playing in heaps, but if you need to, he he's very usable. They extend, extended, so the contact, uh, contract extension on Jimmy Butler. Four-year, $184 million extension. Hard not to love Jimmy. Jimmy Burkett. Dwayne Dedman, one-year, $2.4 million deal. Adds a little bit of depth to their center position there. Udonis Haslam. Shout out to Udonis Haslam, man. This guy is just heat. He bleeds heat blood. Uh, it's it's good to see him still in the league. Why not go another round? $2.6 million deal. Victor Oladipo signs a minimum one year, 2.4. I think he just like likes the idea of this team. Obviously likes being around the organization and just goes, well... I'm not. I haven't really played much, so a minimum's fine. Do it for one year, maybe get some money after that. Duncan Robinson. They extend slash re-sign five year, ninety mil. One of the better shooters in the league had to do it. Max Strauss, two year, three point five million. More rotation, like low end rotation. Gabe Vincent looked nice in the Olympics. Again, just small rotation guy. Two year, three point five, and. Omir Yurtsevizen. Yurtsevizen? Yurtsevizen. Omir, two-year, $3.5 million deal. He was in the draft last year but didn't get drafted. He was in the draft class. And if you watched any summer league, this guy honestly was lighting it up. Lighting it up. I actually was surprised he didn't get signed last year as a bottom-end uh two-way player or something, but he was been playing overseas, come back and goes, guys, I can play. Man, good little signing from the Heat. Just underrated. He's not going to play much, but he could develop into a baller. Anyway, notable losses. Precious Achua, I thought they gave up him on him a little bit early. Trevor Ariza did nothing for them. Uh, Belichick, maybe. The Dragon. 
Goran Drogic, uh, he'd been there for a number of years. He'd saved them in games so many times. He was nice to see, but his time comes to an end. Andre Iguodala, Iggy, eh, kind of worked out, kind of didn't. Don't, yeah. Kendrick Nunn, uh, a good signing, gave him good time, and I think really just earned himself a good contract, kind of good contract. Heat kind of move on from him. They bring in Kyle Lowry. They don't really need him anymore. Areas of concern. New faces. How does it fit? How do they connect? Because there's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of new faces in that starting lineup and in that backup lineup, the bench lineup. Like most of the bench is new. Couple of the starters are new. How do they go? How long does it take? And like a deal like Kyle Lowry's, is that worth the three years? Because if it doesn't work out, it's a lot of money. But they are. It is the Heat. They have one of the best coaches in Eric Spolster. So they have one of the best GMs. So, like, I see it working out. It's just how long does it take, especially because the East is heating up when we're talking those top five, six teams. You don't want to be in a playing situation because then you feel like the money you spent wasn't really worth it. So I'm interested to see how that goes there. Errors of excitement. Well, look, it. they've gone all in. They've got a nice starting lineup. They've got a nice bench. They're deep. Butler's there. He extended. He wants to be there. Alodipo signed on a minimum just because he wants to be there. Duncan Robinson has just... He's going to have less pressure on him, more open shots, and he's a elite shooter. Carl Lowry, I, I do think it's going to work out for him there. Like, it's just they are deep. Defensively, they are going to go at people. Defensively, they are going to be beautiful and pesky. I'm going to hate it when Portland comes against them, but in any other game that they play, I'll be keen to watch their defense. Honestly, the Heat's defense is going to be explosive. They're going to make other teams explode with anger. Anyway, season predictions. We have them. Last season, they came in at 40, 40, 40 wins and 32 losses. That was sixth. That's right, sixth in the east sixth in the east i have them coming in at third in the east that's right third they i do think that they move up i think that these deals do help them in the long run and i see them coming in at approximately approximately 49 wins 49 wins Right there for the for the heat, the new improved heat, and that is, yeah. I mean, you can't complain about that. Thirty three losses, and that is in this division first overall. First overall, that's right. The Wizards, Washington Wizards. Firstly, they sign a new head coach in Wes Unshield Jr. Now, Wes, we don't know. There's a he's been a. Assistant coach over the last five years, defensive coach over the last five years at Denver, which is nice to know that he's defensive-minded. He's had a bit of experience in the NBA. So an experienced coach, don't know much, hasn't been a head coach before, so that's always interesting to see how that goes. They had a couple of draft picks. They picked up Corey Kissip at the 15th pick. Nice player, going to get a chance to play. Isaiah Todd, 31st pick. He's also been signed to the team, so he'll be there. Don't know how much he'll play, though. Codwell Pope, they traded for. 
Dinwiddie they traded for, Harrell they traded for, Kuzma they traded for, all in that Russell Westbrook trade. Uh, good pickups for a guy that they were going to lose. I guess they decided, well, maybe not going to lose, but it sounds like he wanted out. So you're looking for the best deal you can. They get players, like multiple players out of that deal rather than, I guess, a star to come back. But a few nice, good young players uh, experienced enough as well that can help your team. They also traded for Aaron Holiday. So they hit the trade market massively. They also had a little signing, uh, Neto, one-year, $2 million deal. Notable losses, obviously, Russell Westbrook, uh, Robin Lopez, Ish Smith, Couple of not, lost, smaller losses there, but Russell Westbrook just didn't work pan out. I guess he wants to be in the playoffs or contending for a championship. Didn't work out there at Washington. Areas of concern: Can they keep Bill? Is Bill going to be there long term? It has to be the biggest question. If he is there, how does this new look wizard team go? But it's just mainly keeping Bill happy. Can they make a trade to bring someone else in? Do these new guys actually help them? more than having another star like Russ next to Beal. Maybe the new coach implements a few new things that Bradley Beal loves. But if they don't, I see Bradley Beal getting traded before the deadline or at the end of this season. At the, Before this deadline, to go to a contending level team. Trading Westbrook, they kind of had to do it. So I think they got the best they could out of there. So areas of excitement, there's more areas of excitement. I, I do like Roy Hichimara. Um, Rui Hichimara. I think he takes another step, another good step. Kuzma, I think in this right opportunity, actually does blossom. Not as much talk about him. You're not in the headlines of the Lakers. Spencer Dinwiddie, we haven't seen him in a little while, but if he can play well, he'll be good. I think Harrell will also be a hustle guy. So I think this Washington Wizard team can be pesky. Okay, so I think they can be all right and fight for that playing spot in the East. Uh, a new coach is always exciting as well for uh, Washington Wizard fans. So last season they came in at 34 wins 38 losses this year. I have them, and that was in the East. That was good for I eighth. Yep, the eighth. And this year, I have them coming in at 12th. That's right, 12th. I do think that they take a few steps back. I'm not sure if Bradley Bill is in there for the long run. That's good for 28 wins. 28 wins, 54 losses for the wiz uh for the Wizards. Orlando Magic, Orlando Magic, also new head coach, Jamal Mosley. He has been a coach since 2004. Okay, so been a coach for a long time. He was at Cleveland Cavaliers for a few years. He was at Dallas Mavericks as an assistant for a couple of years. He was a defensive coach at the Mavericks as well after that as well. So he's been in the league. He's been an assistant at multiple places, defensive, head assistant. So he's had a few gigs there. He hasn't been a head coach. So good to see some new head coaches in the NBA. They also had a few picks. They try signed Jalen Suggs for in the fifth pick. Good, good pick out of Gonzaga there. Jalen Suggs. 
Uh, I think he's going to be a good player for the Magic. I actually think he's he's going to fit right in. France Wagner, eighth pick. Not sure. This is probably my biggest one of my biggest question mark players out of the top ten in this year's draft. Don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to get the opportunity. I dare say he might be starting, if not coming off the bench for a good twenty five minutes. So he's going to get the chance there on this Orlando Magic that is definitely rebuilding. Robin Lopez goes there one year, five mil as their backup center and to fight mascots. Um, each one more, one year, $2.6 million deal, just bench rotational player, bit of experience there to help them grow. And Mo Wagner, two years, $3.6 million deal. Couple of notable losses, OJ Porter Jr., James Ennis, and Dwayne Bacon, who had played a bit there for them last year. Areas of concern going into the season. This Magic team could be one of the worst teams we've seen in a while. And I'm sorry to say that, Magic fans. Your depth is missing. Your best player might be Terrence Ross. And you got a bunch of young guys that you need to develop. You need to stay injury-free. Yeah, you got... <laughs> Marco Fultz, you got uh, you got these new signings, Jalen Suggs, you got Franz Wagner, you you got a few young pieces there. You got a few young pieces there, but it's just how do they go growing all together at once, all so young? And how does the new coach uh, Mosley go with that? Uh, I just it's 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 a shallow it's a shallow uh, looking team here in the east areas of excitement they are young they're, they're, there's no doubt no one's trying to fool themselves magic are on a complete reshuffle they're looking for draft picks they're looking to grow these young players and they are just hoping that a few of them work out at the end of the day, that's what they're doing. This year, if Jalen Suggs can be a 20, 20 points a game, five assists a game player, Marco Fultz can actually shoot. Wendell Carter Jr., he just signed a, re-signed a nice four-year deal there. Uh, like, Mo Bomba, like, if these guys can develop, if they can get two or three of these guys to develop, then... Magic are going to be in line in the next couple of years to really grow. We just got to see that. Okay, so they've got a couple of exciting bigs. They've got a couple of exciting point guards. We need a couple of them to blossom. Under this new head coach, who knows? Who knows? Mosley, um, a new head coach, probably good for new this new upcoming Magic team that's trying to grow. Season predictions, 21 wins, 51 losses, 15th in the East last year. I have them coming in 15th in the East again this year at uh, 16 wins. That's right, 16 wins. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sorry, 16 wins and 66 losses. Fifth in this division. The Charlotte Hornets, off-season moves. They had a couple of draft picks. They got James Booknight, the shooter, on the 11th pick. They picked up Kai Jones with the 19th pick. Exciting, exciting wing there. And JT Thor, 37th pick. And Odanis Kalopka, the 55th pick. Uh, JT Thor, he's on the team. He'll be playing a little bit. The 55th pick... 
Uh, I'm pretty sure that he is uh, still playing over in Europe by all reports. They also then signed Kelly Obrey Jr. Two years, $26 million deal. Mm, don't mind it. I feel like he fits the the, the cool hornets. Uh, Ish Smith, uh, two-year, $9.2 million deal. They traded for Idunwu, Wesley Idunwu, and Mason Plumley. They uh, replace their missing Cody Zeller. Another white big, Mason Plumley. Terry Rozier, they re-signed on a four-year, $97 million deal. Probably a little bit of an overpay, but Terry, scary Terry, has been nice for the Hornets. So I do also understand paying that man. Notable losses, Devontae Graham worked out really nicely for them. Ended up being a side and trade. They moved off him because they picked Book Nye and Terry Rozier over Devontae Graham, which I do think was the right decision. Cody Zeller, been there his whole career. Uh, sad to see him go. Bismack Biombo, also a bit of a sad loss there. And Malik Monk. Areas of concern heading into the season. The Hornets are one of the most exciting teams in the NBA. But can they move from being exciting to exciting and winning? <laughs> and it's just as blunt as that. Like, this team is exciting and they will be exciting again. But can they move from like being that 9-10 seed? Or are they just exciting again, but they still lose it too many games and aren't really a playoff team? Do these young guys can continue to grow? Does Lamelo Ball take the next step? Does J James Booknight, is he the shooter that they need? So there's a, Kai Jones, can he work out? There, there is some question marks around this Hornets team. They're super exciting, but there's a difference between super exciting and super exciting and successful. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if they actually get that part right. Era's excitement, though, they are exciting to see. So I, I, they just... Yeah. I've said this a couple of times about if you have NBA League Pass. If you have NBA League Pass, there are other exciting teams. But the number one exciting teams are the Hornets. Lamelo is smooth and fun to watch. Him connecting with... Miles Bridges, oh my goodness. PJ Washington, oh my goodness. I'm sure he's going to connect with James Booknight. Oh my goodness. Even the Plum Dog, Mason Plumley, connecting with Plumley. Oh, delicious. They are fun to watch. Scary Terry putting on his mask. Hey, boys, I'm back. Like, you want to watch this team. And I think they do can take the next step. They, I do like the coach. I, I like what they're doing at Hornets. Finally, the Charlotte Hornets. Woohoo! Ah, I look. I'm I'm for the Hornets. I am for the Hornets. If you if you can't tell. So last season they came in a couple. A little prediction for you: 33, 33 wins, forty nine losses. That is tenth. That's right, tenth. In the East. This year I have them coming in at. Ninth in the East. Ninth in the East. I think they make a little step. But I don't quite think they make enough steps. And that was that's my biggest concern. And I think they come in with. Approximately 39 wins. And 43 losses. So the Hornets coming in. Third in this division. But. Got to be the league pass team. 
Sign up. Anyway, that concludes the Southeast Division. We are almost done with this preseason, off-season moves for each team. We are about to get started into the NBA. Next episode, we have the Atlantic Division. The Atlantic Division is the last division for this Eastern Conference. We have the Raptors. We have the Celtics. We have the Knicks. We have the Nets. And we have the Sixers. I left the Sixers to last because who knows what is happening there. Anyway, as always, I hope that you have a great day. Until next time, delicious, delicious, delicious. <laughs>